Welcome back to The Basement, fellow music lovers. You're tuned in for yet another exciting adventure with us here on Chunky Glasses, the podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, as usual. Uh, if you are new to us, if you just tuned in because of last week, our 200th uh, episode with Mr. Bob Boylan of NPR, uh, welcome. I hope you enjoyed that. we got a lot of good stuff uh, in store for you for the rest of the year. Uh, but also got a lot of good stuff back there in the archives. So you can you know, dig back in there. Um, real quick, what we do on the show for the uninitiated so far um, is we split it into two, two avenues here. One of the avenues you probably heard if you listen to that episode. We sit down and talk with artists uh, or journalists in Bob's case. Uh, about music and we basically like to talk to people who just love music and and why they love it uh, that that is our that is our gist that is the very simple uh, and that's what we, we do the other thing we do is uh, sometimes invite some friends over we sit down here we might have a few beers uh, or other beverages and we talk about a new album that's out and uh, and we generally talk about a little news item and then we'd like to like play you a song that maybe you haven't heard and uh, and that's this whole podcast in a nutshell. 200 times we did it before, and now we're, we're, we're growing into the, the new era, you know, version 2.0. So we're going to, you know, maybe we'll shake things up a little bit down the road, but for now we're going to stick to it. And uh, the one you're going to get today, uh, in my mind, is no less fantastic than uh, our last episode. I'm talking with the uh, good gentleman of Mystery Lights, Mike Brandon, L.A. Solano, Alex Amini, and Kevin Harris. Now, I usually like to do these things after I have seen the band. I, you can tell a lot from what a band does live versus what they do on the record. You know, on the record, you have a lot of other hands in it and producing uh, how that sound comes out, and it, and it can be very often uh, very stylized and not a great represent, representation of the band. But when you see a band live, uh, that's it. Whatever, whatever somebody who, who decided to pay for their record, if they didn't do it themselves. However, there was whatever choices were made to represent that band to you um they, they all fall away and they don't matter because you know when when you're alive in front of people you, you have to kind of do the thing and uh luckily i got to see the mystery lights this wednesday which is after the interview and uh good god almighty do they do the thing uh so i'm up at songbird which is rapidly becoming one of my favorite new venues here in dc so shout out to them and you know the style of the music is garage rock. They are on Wick Records, which is a, a subsidiary of Daptones. If that tells you anything, uh, legitimizes it, I think, a little bit in my mind. But the, but the point is is that they're one of the finest rock and roll bands touring this country and, and abroad today. And uh, their album, their first debut album, sort of sort of tells you that. But uh, seeing them live really, really drives the point home. So um, that's what we're doing today. We're sitting down with these fine young gentlemen to talk about rock and roll, talk about a little politics, talk about uh, just music in general, and why, why not only why they love it, but why they make it. So if you're ready, uh, I think we should get going here. This is episode number 201 of Chunky Glasses, the podcast. We're sitting down with the good gentlemen of the Mystery Lights. Okay. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter... One man was merely a two-word review. He just said, shit sandwich. I will roll the record up and go to That right there is a wonderful sound. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. 
been a long time. There's nothing like it. It really is nothing. Yeah, like it. you say why, that. Basically, then, why we're renting this place. Yeah, yeah, man. I was like, yard. It's nice to get out, and listen to music. Yeah, exactly. The smell of grass. It's probably yep. nice now. When I was like living with my parents, it sucked. They'd always make me do it. <laughs> Did I they was, pay you? I always hated it. No, they would never oh, pay me. We, they had like that. kind of a big lawn too. And it sucked. For some reason, like my younger brothers never have to do, have to, had to do it. They just with, made me do it. With lawns, you're supposed to get a, like an allowance, and that, yeah. that enables you to buy records. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the idea. <laughs> that's, how, that's how that fucking works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I guess Mystery Lights. Welcome to my basement. Hello. Uh, hey, glad hello. you guys made the drive. Glad you guys wanted to do this. This came together sort of last minute, I think. Uh, yeah, like uh, everything. Yeah, good that we do. I oh, actually first heard about you. I don't know if you know her. Uh, Photographer named Lisa Walker. Yeah, she's DC. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She. Oh, I wonder if she'll be there tonight. I'm almost positive she'll be there tonight. Cool. Yeah. But, she's cool. I've seen her. Yeah. So she was like, "You got to see this band. You got to see this band." And then I got hit up, and it was like, "Oh, they got this album coming out." I'm like, "I think I've heard about these guys." Yeah, yeah. And then I heard the album, and I was like, "Well, what fucking wormhole did you guys fall out of?" <laughs> From basically the grooviest timeline of all. Uh, I know you guys have said you don't. Uh, consider yourself making like old or retro music and i i don't consider that either but the comparisons like if you don't tell somebody who you are they're like oh somebody put on van morrison and them cool and cool. i mean and i mean that is like a high compliment yeah, exactly. yeah. That's awesome. one of my yeah it's one of my one of my well, you, you can tell yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i think a lot of people don't know that he was doing that stuff mm -hmm. it's this like 60s i mean how would you guys describe it yeah, 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 your music. I, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I don't know. We I mean our, we grew up on the garage rock, sixties yeah. psych, fuzz stuff. Yeah, you know, and and a lot of punk. I mean, and a lot of blues based garage rock like them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That, that's 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 how I just say it, describe it. And you guys, you guys grew up in uh, California, and then yeah. recently transplanted. Yeah, most how, of us did. How long ago did you get to New York? Five years ago? Yeah, it's I think like, like five, five years now. Like five years. Were you doing this type of music when you're out in California? Or oh, yeah. Just like, yeah. We really? Had, yeah, that thing's changed. kids. <laughs> like high school. Oh, no shit. Yeah, no, there's, there's videos. You could find videos on YouTube of like the same... Uh, same same stuff in 2008, 2009. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow, damn. When did you guys start uh, playing together? I, I'm guessing pretty young. Yeah, when very we like, young. 15, 16, maybe, oh. like, uh, I don't maybe know, like, sophomore year of high school or so, I had a neighbor that played bass. Okay. Or that played music who, I think that's how I met Mike, too, just some other friends. We didn't go to the same school, but we, uh, he had another band and I had another band, so we just met and started playing together. Um, and but, uh, did, yeah. it did it just come out like this, or did you have to, like, did you have to feel it out? I mean, I think at the time, like, for me at least, my dad got me turned on to, like, Jimi Hendrix and all, like, yeah. you know, that stuff. And from there, I, like, branched out and, like, learned about who the Ramones were. And, like, mm -hmm. that turned me on to all the New York music. And I think that's, like, where we yeah. connected was just liking that kind of stuff. And then we pretty much started a band trying to sound like Jimi Hendrix and the Ramones. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, that's a, that's, a great, that's a great combo. And yeah. I say we still kind of... <laughs> Have the similar influences, but just a little more. Yeah, it's, nothing's changed. Whatever. Kinks, like that was yeah. another big inf yard birds and stuff was all like. Well, I mean, if you go back to that music, and that's like you're talking about, like the birth of rock and roll, mm -hmm. and it. 
I don't want to say it, it has more like weight than a lot of stuff going on right now, but I mean, people were making it up as they went along, and so there was nothing to imitate mm-hmm. right. for a lot of those guys. So that was pure. It just came out, and it's like, boom, here it fucking is, and nobody had heard anything like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And you know, I think a lot of times people chase that sound and don't do it. And I think they because they don't. They, they get in the way of themselves. And then when I'm listening to you guys, I'm just like, fuck, these guys just like good songs. Mm-hmm. And they like all this other stuff. Right. Um, is that sort of like the, the mission of the band, as it were? Or, I mean, are you well, guys... that's a compliment, because I feel yeah. like everyone just thinks we're trying to do, like, like 60s Oh, fuck that. Stuff. No, you're not. Which, you're, you're, like, writing, you're writing, like, really good songs. We like that stuff. And you but... like that stuff. You can, yeah. I don't think you can play like you guys play unless you... Uh, have a deep like just love of it right whether not an understanding of it um so you know you moved to new york and you this could fit into stuff you know like you got strokes and stuff like that uh i think like white stripes you know there are always bands that flirt with a sound like this but don't go all the way and that's what i mean by getting in their own way yeah you're like we gotta make it something different Mm -hmm. at what point does it start picking up and um because i've heard from people that your shows are sort of legendary and people like seek them out. So what point did oh, that start cool. like <laughs> kicking <laughs> off? No, I mean, seriously, er- everything I've heard about you guys is basically just like, you need to go fucking see him. That's awesome. Well, I think, I think people might like our shows cause we're pretty like bad at <laughs> rehearsing and practicing <laughs> like on a, on a schedule. And I think like I'll see a band and they sound so perfect and like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, can be boring sometimes. Yeah, and I think she like rehearsed. it's kind of like fun to watch us fuck up like constantly. So you're not <laughs> afraid to fuck up in front of people? No, I mean we try not to, but it's fun kind of keeping it sloppy, you know. Yeah, I mean not sloppy, but uh, you know. Yeah, I mean the album, the album's not loose sloppy at all. Loose is the word. Yeah, yeah. the album's just like here it is. Yeah, yeah right. loose and it's. But there's no like we try not to have too much of a separation between like the crowd and us. We don't yeah. really consider it a show, you know. It's kind of like a party. Oh, nice. Try to make it a fun party, and that's that's a big difference too. You, you guys sort of got got hooked up with uh, a, a rather prestigious label, mm-hmm. uh, Dap Tones. When uh, how how did that come about? Yeah, that they that's June of two. I guess two it was two ago? years ago now. Yeah, really. Um, just at a show. They just, I think one of the girls there, Christiana, had, I think, either heard from a friend or she happened upon one of the shows, and she kind of, I know Wayne and Mikey Post, or all of them, and Neil had been, kind of the guys from Daptone had been talking about starting a a subsidiary and getting more into kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, rock-based music, I guess. And so I think she just kind of told them to come check it out. They saw a show, they were into it. No, it was the show at Union Pool. It was at Union Pool with, like, um... I forget who it was. It was a Summer Thunder. Thing. Summer oh, no, Thunder. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think it was, was Summer Thunder, yeah. But then they, I think, just kind of, like, really enjoyed it, got in touch, and I think they kind of had met with them and sort of just, you know, it was apparent that they also kind of just really have um, a love for that kind of music that goes deeper than just the, the surface of it, and they kind of understand it. Yeah. And they understand, I think, kind of, like, the circumstances that go into a lot of those recordings in the way that a lot of those recordings like you were talking about a lot of that garage stuff a lot of the times you know like you were saying a lot of times it was kids that were going in and that didn't have any sort of idea what they were doing but you know because of that there's a lot of these things that happen in those recordings that are 
that kind of are what make them so cool. Like there'll yeah. be a tambourine that's way louder than anything else right, in the right, mix right. or whatever. Just you know, like accidentally. there's just yeah. accidental I mean, recording things. I mean, you look at why the Kings have distortion. Cool. Why we have distortion today is because some guy was like, "Let me take a razor blade to that." Yeah, to yeah. This, like yeah, what the, speaker, the actual yeah. fuck? Yeah. Like yeah. nobody's taking a razor blade to my box. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, and stuff like that. I mean, so in in working with them now and knowing that they understand it, because I believe they do. I mean, if you look at their catalog, everything they touch, it's it's not just re presenting like this certain styles of music but it's honoring it mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. um you know nobody would look at like sharon jones and be like that's inauthentic right they have a good ear i mean i think that's really what it comes down to they have a really really good ear and they find they're able to find these people who really are um amazing like really good performers like sharon and charles mm-hmm. and i mean everyone's song it star. feels honest it doesn't yeah. feel like yeah, a put on yeah. of some sort well yeah one thing about them too <clears throat> i was speaking to wayne talking to wayne about this is like Daptone, just like soul, and and, and yeah. they, they're also doing a um, they're doing like a reggae record with a band called the Frighteners, and okay. that's that's like extremely soulful, and it's really good. And 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 Wayne said that the music that we do is like he says it's very soulful. It is it's the same kind of thing, and and I I agree. Like there's, you could you know do many different kind of genres, but like there's like this authentic soul to it and like daptone picks that up are, are they pulling any of you guys in because you know if you look at something um like motown or stacks and stuff and they had like house bands and they certainly have a daptone house band yeah it's like they talk to you guys about hey maybe you can get in on this and start like working this all together to make the daptone like, i don't know if we're good, good enough well they they, they <laughs> really come on. Come on. Recently, there's Look, something you, that's... Made, you made this album you're fucking good enough <laughs> there's something that's gonna come out and i don't know how far along it is that they played on with another musician um i don't know is that like all Soulful? official yeah i don't know oh, i don't yeah. know if that's like something they talk about it. or whatever oh they yeah, did yeah yeah so oh we, that's cool we did so a record yeah. uh, we were the backing band with uh, mark sultan okay and he played the drums and he sang and he they plan on putting that out it's just taking like a, 45 a little of that. Yeah. taking a little while but i mean that's there we go there's another very soulful human being yeah yeah right there. And, and they have pretty much at this point let you do let you be you yeah, yeah, that's what's cool. We've tried recording in like digital studios and stuff, and it always like ends up being kind of overwhelming or not sounding right. Yeah, and we always preferred our like really crappy four track demos or something yeah. over doing that. And their style is really like just like mic placement and like yeah. you know just let us play how we play and give you know put their input in where where they can and. So to, it's like nice. To it's that nice point, so you, you guys started on four track, of course. I mean, everybody does, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we used to have. Remember that? I mean, we've played digitally before. Um, we've done the digital thing many, many, many times, and it's just like even like iPhone never recording really... sound really good to me sometimes. <laughs> really? So, so you guys yeah. are invested in like the lo-fi sound? Not like, even lo-fi. Like high Siegel just... type stuff, or? I, yeah, that stuff's that cool sounds too. Good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, it sounds. I don't know. I. It's, it sounds nice to me when it sounds kind of like homemade or like just raw. It, do you hear that just, when you're writing a song? Um, or what? Or what do you guys hear? When well, you're we hear a song? whatever. I don't think we hear any. And when we write, it's just whatever's coming out of the amps. I think that we just hear. Right. I, I just I think when you plug it into specific mics and specific tape machines, and it gives mm-hmm. it a little more of a grittier sound. Um, but it's not necessarily we we're not really pur- we're not purposely trying to go for that sound you know I yeah think well that's and, just, and that's what I'm trying to yeah because yeah. you know the when we did live at that da- because we recorded the record live and um, that 
the sound you're hearing on the record. I mean, that was done live in in the studio out of amps that we use at our shows, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's through the proper mics. And it, it's a thing a lot of people have been doing over the past few years. You know, look at like Sturgill Simpson, uh, his album. Uh, not the newest one. That was full on like Atlantic funded studio fuckery. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Lydia Lovelace, I don't know if you know her mm-hmm. uh, on Bloodshot back in the Indestructible Machine. Uh, that was knocked out, I think, in like forty eight hours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like soup to nuts. Like yeah. it was mastered. It was everything. That's it was wild. just like boom, That's cool. Yeah, done. Yeah, and awesome. you feel that, and you have that energy on your record. There's another record. Somebody's been down here that also did that, and I wish I had a good memory still but uh, they did the same thing and they talked about going in and you know just being like this is what it sounds like this is what we sound like and we're not trying to sound like anything else Mm -hmm. when you're doing that and you've worked with digital studios uh you guys recorded this to eight track tape right Mm -hmm. so you know we have a lot of like musicians to listen to this so they'll be interested what what did you find knowing that what we can do today i mean we're recording this podcast on a laptop and you see you see the room you can yeah. make a record down here with this shit very mm-hmm. easily. Yeah. Right. Um, what? How, how did you guys walk into that sort of challenge and be like, oh shit, like we have to be on it? I mean, that's, yeah, I think that's like the feeling is that you have to be on it. And it's cool. I mean, I think it's like the a large benefit of that is just that it has to be, um, I mean, it is what it is. Like you don't have all this, this space and time to, to do continuous revisions. So it kind of just right. does force you into that position of being like, all right, we got to get it right. And, and you just go into it knowing that way. And, and I think it's also cool what Wayne Gordon did who engineered the record and, and also um, produced it with us in that he, you know, he literally was just saying you have eight tracks. So if we listen to a take and we're like, Oh, you know, this one guitar part right here just didn't feel quite right. Or whatever. If there was a solo that didn't qu- feel uh, quite right, he was like, you know, either we just all go in and redo that whole thing or you keep it and you just have to live yeah. with that. And he wouldn't let you, you know, even if we, we had the eighth track was open so that you could do another one and then yeah. compare them. He was like, no, like his philosophy is just like either the, you, you, you throwing beer you bottles re- at re- each other. Re- <laughs> you motherfucker. Yeah. Well, you can like hear, you can like pick out little fuck ups on the record too. Like, and I love that. And like, I, 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 I dig well, that a lot. As a listener, I don't think you can. That's true. Like, That's true. You guys made it. So, and I, I'd be interested at some point to see, like, if you point them out to me, mm-hmm. and then then I would have, never right. hear it. Right. But, but as a listener, yeah, I mean, even sloppy playing mm-hmm. you uh digest this stuff like oh that's in- it's on record it has to be intentional it has right. to yeah, be it right. also right. sets you up for the live show too because we recorded stuff a long time ago and people were like oh it doesn't really sound like you guys live Cause, and we were it track it. by track so like yeah. in a way it's like good because then you have your record and people can kind of go see the show and it doesn't lose the what you know the what's, all, what's on the record it's, it's more ambience. honest doing it's it live too to listen to the record and it's a, it's Not to say yeah. that like a lot yeah. of people can do it their own way, and it sounds awesome too. It's just like yes, yeah. for this record, it worked for us. Do you, do you guys like making records more or like playing live? Uh, Damn, I love uh, both. I, love I don't know. I, mean, I think there's something cool about both. Um, two two different. two different beasts, but I think also there's, like something. So that's time fun. and a place for both. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Because one is about writing, mm-hmm. and one is, and I, and I think which is you, all, like great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. I think if you get out and if you commit to doing this type of stuff, like, I don't think anybody wants to get out and just be like, I'm just gonna beat up my fucking instrument and hope like some call it avant jazz, jazz rock or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. And so, uh, you know, that whole process is definitely different than the live process. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, are you uh, are you staying with Daptone after this? Is this, yeah, is this like a long term uh, relationship? I think we're gonna do a couple this. more a couple more with them, which is we're stoked about kind of in figuring out right now, locking down some time in the next couple months to go lay down the next one. So we're kind of excited to go get back in. Cause this one was recorded last um June, right around Yeah. Um, you know, right around this time. So it's been about a year, you know, that cycle for it to come out. So at this point we're we're kind of I think itching to get back in now, you know, okay. to go do another, do another one and, and, and take what we did, which I think turned out well and make it better. You know, I think there's a lot of stuff that we're excited to, to go in and, and do and, and make better. So. so excited for the next record. Cause yeah. it's like this record has some songs that we were playing long before, like, you know, we'd played like a year and a half before we even went into the studio. We were right. kind of writing them and right, playing right, them. Right. And so it's like, all right, it's been years now, so it's re- ready to make some new music, and and we already have a bunch of ideas. So it's good. So are you, um, as far as doing that, are you guys like gonna be doing, especially considering it's 2016 and nobody knows how to actually make money doing this, except possibly signing with Daptone, <laughs> might be one way. Um, you know, you committed to the like the whole like uh, tour record tour record cycle take uh take a bunch of time between the albums or do you just want to get music done and out and in front of people that's a good question um i'd like to turn them out yeah i don't know yeah Yeah, i don't know the answer but i guess i like to like right now let's record that next record and have it out this time yeah it's all it's a lot to do with how daptone works too you're on a label that's what i was gonna say you're on a label that you can do singles Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, exactly and and they're down the street from our where we live so it's like Oh no shit! <laughs> yeah, like, and you know, we're buddies. They're they're you know they're our good friends. So it's like, yeah. hopefully, we'll be doing forty fives when we're not doing full lengths. And so you could just roll in the studio at like three in the morning. And be like, hey, I was, we, got, we got it and knock it out. Pretty <laughs> much, actually, <laughs> cool, very cool. Uh, are you? Uh, are, are any of you guys like gearheads? Or are you just like, yeah, it has to have this vintage like gear that we're using, or is it more just what you grew up with? No, we don't really care. I no. mean, I do. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I <laughs> yeah, you do Mike's, too. Mike, Mike no, notoriously you... doesn't care, and I respect that. What about that the a lot. amp, though? The amp is very important. Uh, I, I mean, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, no, I do care to a degree, Def- absolutely. Yeah. But what, what are you playing through now? Uh, I just play through the deluxe, nice and hot rod deluxe. Yeah, you have like a, a main guitar, or are you just like whatever. Yeah, whatever? I got a main guitar. I um. I've been playing this Washburn HB35 semi hollow body jazz master. Yeah. That's like beautiful. Yes, he's I've, just like, yeah, he doesn't care. I don't care. <laughs> I bought it when I was uh, when I was that was the first guitar I bought with my own money, and it lasted many many years. And just broke in this last Europe tour. It broke on stage. Um, he threw it off. No, no, my no, it, it slipped out of my hand and yeah. fell like. So it wasn't a badass like it, it wasn't it wasn't Prince chucking it up in the rafters. No, it, it, it fell three feet and it shattered. It was the weakest fall. Oh. And I've thrown that thing off of like a flight of stairs yeah. once on it, and I've like you know it's been it's like smashed. always broken, but it's always like breaking. But Mike doesn't know why it's like falling apart well no i'm surprised it lasted this long so i just bought a brand um brand new one same Mm -hmm. model and everything um and and it's it's great i love i love it you like the hollow bodies over like solid bodies i yeah just because you know i that's that's kind of this like nice rhythm bluesy it's It's almost natural warm sound 
Like, yeah. Because there's a lot of reverb that, like, it, this, you know, gross journalists will, like, be like, this is a reverb-soaked record, you know? Mm-hmm. And But uh, there is. I mean, and that's, you know, that particular one. That hollow body is actually one of the guitars that I've been wanting to get for years the uh the telecaster like half hollow body oh the thin yeah. line one such yeah. a fucking sweet Those guitar yeah. it's because like you know a strat gets sustained but a strat it tends to sound more like jazzy and that's what i have now telecaster is nice rhythm and stuff but you open up that body and get this sustain that is just like, yeah those are nice yeah, beautiful um so you know we were talking upstairs a little about your tour plans going forward. Like you're here in DC tonight, and you're going back to New York, right? Mm-hmm. And then a couple of days off. So what? You know the album is out now. Or <laughs> have they like uh, you know cracked the whip and be like, get down the road, boys? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we Big we've time. been trying to get a <laughs> we've got finally got a tour in the works starting next week. Okay. Well, like the it kind of already started, but we have a week off, and then I think we go to like San Antonio. Nice. Do. Texas and New Orleans and all over the place, and then West Coast, uh, Seattle, down to San Diego. We'll I think. be crossing the United States of America two times. Hell yeah! This way in what three this weeks? Way. Is, that, is that what <laughs> I heard? Five, five weeks. Five is it weeks. Five? Yeah. Three, four, five, something like that. Um, and then when we when we get back, um, we'll do a festival in Helsinki. It's the Modern Sky Music Festival in yes. Helsinki, Finland, and. And then that'll be kind of the celebration because hopefully, unless anything comes up, we'll be able to fly back to New York and start like working on the next record, which we're really looking forward to. Nice. In Europe, maybe. Oh, yeah, and in yeah, January. Europe. They have they're working on Europe round two in January. Which so, so knowing that the Europe audience is, uh, or or if you guys just want to talk about the Brexit. We, we can, uh, we can yeah. go off on a tangent here. Let's talk about Trump uh, and Brexit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about Trump and Brexit. Uh, his tweet. Uh, did you see that? Yeah. Yeah, actually, disgusting. the best thing about that tweet was the responses to it and, yeah. and the vulgarity that came out of it. We used, yeah. we used cock slap. It was nice. Or no, yeah. cock splat. Excuse yeah, yeah, me. Yeah, like Fuck Muppet. Uh, somebody called him a spoon. Yeah, I know. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was amazing. It's pretty funny. Uh, I'm happy to hear someone tried to kill him recently. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean. That's a, shout out to all the wait, murderers that want to kill. Donald there's another good one too. I'm trying. There's to a bunch, <laughs> and it's, but they all fit. Yeah. Lily but, Allen called him a moron, which I thought was just yeah. pretty great. Just a straight up. Yeah. Right, 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 and and, Scott, and then some some comedian brought a bunch of uh, swastika golf balls at to a like a. Like a, perf- uh, I don't know what it's called, a press conference, a Donald Trump press conference. That's like sweet. throwing them. At yeah, he was him. opening. He was opening a golf course in Scotland. Yeah. 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 When when this happened, when and he basically happened, said, yeah. "Yeah, Scotland, go Scotland." Wanted to be free, and people and were just like, "You did shit!" Like yeah, they, they all wanted, wanted to stay, stay in the yeah. Scotland. All voted. Uh, uh, you know, sixty so, percent. Uh, while we're on the <laughs> tangent, you know, you guys have a voice now. I mean, again, you, Daptone is not an insignificant Scary. label. We are in a very scary year, yeah. uh, especially, I mean, if you think it's bad around Washington, D.C., fucking bug nuts right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, do you feel any responsibility or have any interest in doing stuff to, like, speak out and, and help out this, whether or not whether or not you like Hillary? I mean, she's going to be the she's going to be the candidate. Yeah, know? it's tough. I mean, and I kind of feel like I, I feel like my hands are tied. Um <laughs> It's weird, you know, it's just a weird, yeah, it's a weird, it's It's, kind of put in a weird position, especially with her, um, 
I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I, like, I don't think I necessarily support her, but there's a lot of stuff that I definitely do care about. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, I think that's where most people are. Yeah. Most so logical thinking people. Right. Exactly. Right. So you're kind of put in like this weird spot and like, I mean, I definitely do care and I definitely do, um, I don't know. Yeah. I, it's hard to say. It's hard to even kind of like get into that, I guess for me. Um, I, the whole thing just feels like it's such a weird, huge, like surreal thing. Yeah. Like I could, I can't even believe that Donald Trump is even. In forty-four like, years, I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. And all my all my friends, are like you know, my lady just testified before Congress. Like they they they're people who make laws, and yeah. she she's a force for good. Trust me, mm-hmm. she's yeah. Yeah. good man. And you know, but uh, I've never ever seen anything like it. And I've seen like partisan left and right, and this is just like what? <laughs> it's just like like you can go on TV and say something that racist. I grew up in the South, like mm-hmm. that you, like. It's crazy. I, I, yeah, it's it's fucking bug nuts crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's, so I mean, it's a big it, joke. It's so like, if headcount reaches out to you yeah. and say, "Hey guys, can you play a show?" and you know they can't take a side either way, but they generally lean liberal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, are you guys like, yeah, call us up, we'll play the show? I mean, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, we're definitely open. So yeah, definitely. Um, back to what we were talking about, uh, or what I was off that tangent, you know, the Europe crowds also the thing about Europe, besides being, uh, sort of insane with their exit strategies right now. Uh, they have a very different appreciation of music over there. Yeah. And I don't know. So as opposed to like over here, how do people receive you over there? Well, it's cool. I mean, it's a really nice reception. It's good reception. Yeah, yeah, and I think yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. built into like, in a lot of countries, it's like, like culture. the culture it's built into it. And it's, Built into, I guess, their tax system that yeah, yeah. They, that the I mean, a lot of the venues get money from the government to hold these uh-huh. like cultural events or whatever you want to call them. So there, I think it's just like in general, I, I don't. I mean, it, everywhere is different and st- there, it's it's appreciated in in different ways. But in general, it feels good to be over there and and they take care of you really well, which is nice. That they usually pay pretty well. They. I mean, almost every single, I think every single venue basically that we went to gave us like a home cooked meal and sat down yeah. with us at the table, you know? So they just really seem to like have a, a higher level of, of, I guess, care and appreciation and for the appreciation arts. for it, for the artists and taking care of you. And it makes, I mean, it makes a difference. It's, it's funny going over there and touring. And then, you know, you come back to the U S where there's just nothing, you know, nothing like that, but it's a, it's a, it's a luxurious life over there touring. I yeah, think, you roll you know. up a venue like, here's your burrito. Yeah, yeah, happy exactly. about two drink tickets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, what burrito? What catch and treat right? That's really cool, cool. right? Um, yeah, it's, it's funny because over there, you know, they still have festivals where quite literally you can go see like Winger the Scorpions and you guys could be on the same mm-hmm. bill at, yeah. at a festival where there's like 100,000 people. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah that's over, awesome. Then over yeah. here is just like, Oh, that's not new, man. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. and it's sad. And mm-hmm. and I think people will. That's I think where people look at what you do and are like, oh, that's just revisionist or some shit. You know, it's that weird attitude. Yeah. We're we're trying to change that. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that right. that's part of our our thing because you know it's like if it's if it's good, why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Right. I was re- I was just telling him yesterday I was reading like kind of a, like a, what was a bad review of the record like the only one really bad one I read who was it it was I think it was UK based I gotta look into it but everything they that, were a little distracted everything they had <laughs> to say about the record that I think they meant in a bad way like I took it as like a compliment because it was kind of like yeah what you just said like 
it's just music we like, and that's what we're trying. We're not like trying to sound like a modern. I don't know. We're not trying to make like a new genre of music or something. You know, it's like no. You guys sound like yourselves. Just like you sound like you love that it, and play. that's that's the. You know? I mean, that's all I want from a band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I like to be challenged and stuff. But I, I mean, like I just jumped back into jazz this year, and so that that challenges me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But otherwise, I, you know, I'll listen to you guys, or I listen to if there's a country singer that writes great <laughs> shit, right. if there's a hip hop artist that right. writes great shit, like yeah. a song is a song is a song, and and, and it, has, it has to be good. It doesn't matter what genre it's in. It. I mean. I secretly wish that maybe more people were indulging hair metal. Because, <laughs> look, that was epic in the 80s. That uh-huh. was when that came out. It was sort of cool. But, yeah, that's neither here nor there. That's where, yeah. Yeah. I grew up on that. Big did, time. did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, my dad forced me to listen to Poison. And <laughs> yeah. he, he wanted me uh, to be like... Forced um, you once? Or, or then you were like, oh, oh I yeah. was into it. Oh, yeah. Rat and Poison. For, that's funny. Rat is... I have a friend uh actually designed his website who's his, just the biggest Rat fan. And he's... He interviews people about their uh, writing process. He's like a PhD and all this. And uh, his dream interview is uh, Piercy, the okay. rat. That's <laughs> He's awesome. just like, I have to get that guy. Before he dies, I have to get him. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny because, you know, I, I think it is like a blessing that you guys are on Daptone. Because, time. because that, I don't think we belong anywhere else. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. Because it, it gives that, it, it gets above the noise of that. You know, all the dipshits are being like, they gotta do something new, they gotta do this, this, and then, and but everybody looks at it like, oh, Daptone. It's like if Numero Group yeah, just started doing bands. Be like, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Numero Group. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which, yeah. Is com- which is a little different than I think the uh, loyalty you have on like a bunch of indie labels. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that's the same, but you also have a, a lot of those are like, they're, they're too homogenous, you mm-hmm. know, but yeah, so. Deptone seems like the uh, the home for you guys. Yeah, yeah, they're so the best. Fortunate, they're, they're fortunate great. to be working with like minded people. Yeah. Well, uh, you guys have to get to a, a load in. Yeah. Soon. Is there anything else you want to talk about? No, except thank you for having us. Yeah, I appreciate thank you it. very much. Yeah. Next time you come back, like I said, we got busy uh, when you uh, when you texted me about food. I was like, "Fuck, we usually we usually cook for people." <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So, uh, well, thank you guys for coming down. Thank and uh, you. next time you're coming you come to town, stop by again. Definitely, yeah, we'll see what the fuck's up. Thanks, right, man. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. That's the, uh, the the mystery lights talking about that thing that they do, and um, I tell you, I you know I hope I hope that got you excited about this band if you hadn't heard of them before. Uh, I I will tell you, you know I've seen I slowed down the shows a little bit this year, but I'm trying to get out more. And uh, this was one of the most rocking shows I've seen this year. Uh, it's, it's pretty pretty fucking amazing, and uh, it's it, no surprise. Uh, these guys uh, kill it at what they do, and the record kills it. So uh, you can go out and get that right now. Uh, like I said, it's on Wick Records. It's available on the internet and all over uh, in record shops and stuff. Or just go see them on the road. We're gonna have tour tour dates in the um in there, and uh, you know go up and say hi to them because they're super nice. 
And uh, I got to talk to him a little bit after this show, and uh, can't wait to can't wait to see him again, and can't wait to see him can't can't wait to see him blow up. Quite honestly, you know, there there's a way to do this stuff that you can sound like you're just paying homage to it, and then in this is what we talked about a little in this conversation. There's a way to do it where you're just fucking doing the thing, and they uh, man killed it. Um, on the off chance that you aren't. Convinced though. Now we we did this for our friends Mail the Horse on theirs, and uh, and usually we like to play a track that sort of offsets, highlights some other thing that we've been listening to and stuff. But I think this time what we might do, since uh, you might not have heard of these guys, is uh, play another track of theirs. If you're cool with that, I mean I think you should be cool with that because uh, you know you heard that little outro track and you're like, damn, that sounds groovy. Where can I get more? Oh, you're gonna get more right here. So. Uh, the track we're going to play today is called Follow Me Home. It is off the Mystery Lights debut album on Wick Records, uh, simply entitled Mystery Lights. So if you're ready to rock, uh, get ready, because this is going to shake you.
name of the track is Follow Me Home. Name of the band is The Mystery Lights. And now you know. Now you have no excuses. So get out there and do something about it, guys and girls. Uh, get your rock on. I think I think your your mind, your body will thank you for it. Uh, that's our podcast for this week. It's been episode number two hundred and one. Uh, if you like what you hear, and you're like, "Hey, how do I support this thing?" Uh, first of all, you can go ahead and rate it in iTunes. You can subscribe to it. That helps out a lot. Uh, you can listen to us in Google Play, though, and you can do the same thing in Google Play. You can also listen to us in Mixcloud. You can do it on uh, not SoundCloud yet, but uh, you can do it on Stitcher. Um, we're pretty much everywhere. Or you can just listen to it on the site and, and you know, patronize us that way. However, whatever makes you comfortable, we're comfortable with, as long as, you know, we are entertaining you and you are enjoying being entertained by us. Uh, we're going to be back in a few short days. We do these like two two times a week now we do these. Uh, so we're going to be back on Thursday with a little metal for your ass, uh, which was a really fun one that we did uh, just recently. And, and so fun, in fact, that we had to move it up on the schedule. So uh, get ready for Inner Armor coming up on Thursday. Until then, uh, try to get out and see some shows. And, uh, you know, be good to your ears, but be better to your people. We will we'll see you later. <laughs> 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 Kenobi!